So recently, over the last six months to a year, I've had a lot of women coming to me complaining of weight gain, fatigue, anxiety, mood swings, and just overall feelings of unhappiness and discontent. And many of these women are close to my age, mid to late 30s, 40s-ish, and it occurred to me that, well, I'm in that age range. (laughs) You know, every year you have a birthday, but you don't really pay attention to the age because why? You know, anyway, so I listened to, I listened to their stories. I listened to their symptoms and I've personally seen my own mother go through a horrible time um, with endometriosis and menopause and it, you know, finally ended up in hysterectomy. And so with my mother's story and these women that have been coming to me, I feel like Um, God, you know, wants me to investigate this further and not just for myself, but for others, because I'm in a position where I can help. So I decided to do a little further digging on my own to explore, you know, the options that are available um, for problems that arise during perimenopause and menopause. So in this episode, there's some education So don't get too, like I tried to make it super high level so we didn't get bogged down, but there's also some tactical items that we can stick to. Um, So y'all just hang tight, listen to the end, not going to be super long, but we're going to learn about this together. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. If you're ready to finally commit to lifelong health, feeling better, and improving your mental and physical health for good, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Jennifer Coble, a nurse practitioner, certified functional medicine practitioner, boy mom to three, and wife. I have a calling on my life to transform the way that you view and experience healthcare because I believe that traditional medicine is leading people astray. We don't need to give a pill for the ill. We need to empower people to have a true lifestyle transformation both internally and externally, and most importantly, commit and be disciplined to the process. It's time for you to go against the grain to get to optimal health that is going to have you feeling incredible. I can't wait to create a true lifestyle change with you. Let's mandate vegetables and tackle this project together. So, as you can tell, have a little cold slash end of the flu. It is that time of year. If you and your family are dealing with it, I'm sending love and prayers your way. Um, There's that. But first, let me start with this. If you have not yet done it, go sign up for the Healthy Habits Blueprint course. Y'all, it is not the new year yet, but it is never too early to start on those New Year's resolutions if you do them especially if they have anything to do with weight loss, getting healthy, or having more energy, okay? If that's on your mind, go to jennifercobel.com forward slash course and get it now. It's available as soon as you sign up for the course, as soon as you pay for it. It's only three modules, so you can start and finish this course before the new year even gets here, y'all. Y'all can get ahead of the game. So ready, set, go, jennifercobel.com forward slash course. Now, today's topic. 
are you going through menopause? Is it perimenopause? Or maybe you're saying, what are you even talking about? Okay, well, first of all, let's just start. If you're a woman, you've heard of menopause, okay? That's that, you know, life change that occurs. And you've probably, I say probably, you may have heard horror stories of women and their menopause issues, okay? So first, let's just get to the basics. There are three stages of menopause, okay? The first stage is perimenopause, which is what we're going to focus on today. And that's where you might notice some like irregular periods, some hot flashes, maybe some dryness in areas you haven't had dryness before. I'm keeping this PG because the kids may be listening. Uh, mood swings, night sweats, more depression than what you've experienced in the past. Or maybe you've never experienced depression and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I think I'm depressed. Um, anxiety that is new or worsening problems falling asleep or staying asleep, like you know, insomnia type problems, and not really interested in extracurricular activities with your husband if you get a drift, okay? All of this is because your hormone levels are declining. Typical age for perimenopause is about mid-40s. Generally speaking, you will follow a similar pattern of what your mother followed, so if your mother didn't start, you know, menopausal symptoms until her mid to late 40s, then you may show, you may follow the same suit, okay? Basic, super basic, y'all. All right, the second stage of menopause is menopause. <laughs> and you are considered to have gone through menopause when you have been without a cycle for a year. That means no menstrual bleeding for one year, one solid year. Okay, once that year is done, you are considered in the third stage, and that is post-menopause. And that is the time after menopause where you no longer have cycles, um, your ovaries have stopped releasing eggs, and you produce very little to no hormones, just depending on, you know, the person. Um, at this time, once you are post-menopause, you should have no bleeding whatsoever, None ever. If you do, that would be a reason to go to your um, primary care doctor or whoever takes care of you, your GYN, whoever. Um, and side note, this is not medical advice. This is strictly educational. Um, take it, leave it, ball it up, throw it away, do what you want with it. Educational, okay? Now, if you, so those are the three stages of menopause, okay? Going into perimenopause or those years before you start having the irregular cycles and the mood swings and the hot flashes, before you start having those symptoms, or even if you're starting to notice that you're having the symptoms, now is the time to get started with those healthy habits, okay? I know we have ingrained habits that we have learned as children, that we have brought into adulthood that don't serve our our bodies very well, okay? One of my horrible, horrible habits, I have a horrible sweet tooth um, that has come with me through childhood. We may address that one day, but, you know, it's a coping mechanism for me. I'm aware of that, fully aware of that. But these habits that don't serve us, that are not healthy habits, that don't help our body, 
make it more difficult to go through the change of life. Um, so going into menopause or perimenopause with these healthy habits um, that you know we're going to talk about will make it easier for that transition, okay? Um, trying to make lifestyle changes in the midst of mood swings, hot flashes, fatigue, brain fog is very, very difficult. Um, like it's not already difficult. It just puts an extra layer on it, okay? So first and foremost, let's just call a spade a spade. Like food is super important. And I mean, this is the Lifestyle Medicine Project. We are talking about our lives and what we do every single day. And food is something we have to have to survive, okay? The foods that you want to focus on, that you want to have more of. I mean, you're like lights are going to go off and flash. You're like, oh my God, that's, you know, not really. I'm just kidding. Fruits and vegetables, okay? Really, fruits and vegetables, you want to have a lot of them. Half your plate full. If you've heard this, heard any of these episodes on this podcast, you've heard this, okay? Um, they are low in calories, high in vitamins, high in minerals, and phytonutrients. Um, and they are going to help your body do what it needs to do. It's going to give your body the energy it needs to have, okay? Avoiding alcohol intake. Now, it may help you sleep and you may feel like it helps you de-stress, but in the long term, it worsens your insomnia and it exacerbates your anxiety. I'm not going to get on my soapbox about that. But please, 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 if you do drink alcohol, please cut back or cut it out because it is not helping you. Um, next is avoiding excessive caffeine intake. Now this is a double-edged sword because you're tired and you need to pick me up. So you get the caffeine. But when you get the caffeine, it keeps you up at night and then you have insomnia problems. And then... You get up the next morning and you're tired because you're perimenopausal and you're tired and you need caffeine. And then, you know, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. So right now, let's try to cut back on the caffeine intake. Okay. If you're at five cups a day, let's cut back to four. Small, small steps. Okay. So that is it as far as food that I'm going to suggest for you. Now, second is exercise. Okay. Weight gain is calming common during perimenopause because our metabolism slows down like it's not already slow enough anyway um so exercise and part of this exercise program should include weight bearing well why is that well because when we go through menopause we're already losing bone at like i think 35 i think is when we start losing some bone mass but once we get to menopause, we start losing even more bone mass. And so perimenopausal years, you need to do weight-bearing exercises because that helps to build the bone back up and helps us to avoid osteopenia or osteoporosis, which is thinning and lots of thinning of our bones, which puts us at higher risk for fractures if we fall. Um, you know, once you get older, you get may get a little unstable and then you have thin bones and you fall and it just takes one little thing okay now number three under exercise being at a healthy weight going into perimenopause and menopause reduces the severity and the occurrence of the hot flashes 
and helps you with your energy levels and reduces like the mental fog that you feel like you're in. Okay. So perimenopause, 35, 40, 45 ish, you know, all of this is ish because everybody's an individual. You want to set yourself up for success. So we're trying to start these healthy habits now so that we can go through this life change like a champ. All right. Number three is sleep. Good sleep habits. You've heard it once, heard it, heard a thousand times, but I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. Okay. Avoid screens about an hour to two hours before bedtime. Read a book, drink a cup of tea, talk to your husband or your kids, play a board game. I don't know. Board games don't go over well in my house because it ends up in a fight, but that's just us. Okay. Cause hashtag boys. Um, you need to try to get six to seven hours of consistent sleep. You should wake up feeling rested. If you sleep eight hours and you wake up exhausted, we got bigger issues. Okay. We got bigger fish to fry. And then again, the alcohol, try to avoid alcohol prior to bedtime because it messes with the sleep cycle, does not allow you to get into that deep sleep. And it is just another, another issue to deal with. Okay. All right, so the first three, food, exercise, sleep. Now, those are things that you can do at home, okay? Things you can do at home on your own. You can adjust these things. You can eat more fruits, eat more vegetables. You can start exercising. You can start lifting weights. Um, you can start trying to get in the bed 30 minutes earlier and decreasing that screen time and doing things to help you relax and wind down to get you better sleep, okay? Okay. Now, the fourth one I want to talk about, again, this is not medical advice. These are just things that are out there that are available, um, you know, that I want to let you know about. Now, one, and these are medications, okay, medications. One of the medication categories is antidepressants. And these can help with mood swings, hot flashes, the brain fog, okay, anxiety, um, obviously, these have to be prescribed by a physician, nurse practitioner, um, a physician's assistant, somebody with prescribing capability, okay? Um, there are pros and there are cons. Pros, obviously, you don't want to harm, you know, anybody or anything, um, especially with the mood swings. It helps kind of like level you out and then helps with the anxiety also. Um, but, you know comes with headache, maybe some nausea, maybe some vomiting. And then, you know, do you want to be on that long term? Is that a long term game plan or is that a short term game plan? Um, how long will you have to be on it? How long do you want to be on it? Like the, these are the questions that you need to ask yourself and do the pros outweigh the cons. How do you feel about antidepressants? Um, you know, some people have like a huge stigma in their mind around them. And so... You know, that's one of the things that's available to you. Birth control. It, especially if your periods are, I'm sorry, if your cycles are irregular or if they're heavy or just, you know, uncomfortable anyway. They're coming consistently. You're bleeding too much. Um, sometimes uh, people will be put on birth control. Now, birth control is a hormone. So it can exacerbate the symptoms of menopause, <laughs> including Mood swings, hot flashes, breast tenderness, insomnia. Um, and then also, not a well-known well, well known thing, 
that can come from birth control is it can, after long-term use, it can deplete your body of necessary vitamins and minerals, including vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc, selenium, magnesium, some B vitamins, and folate. Okay, so that is not like something that is shared quite often. I actually learned that in the last several, several years. Um, I personally do not like putting people on birth control or hormones of any, any kind. Um, and that's my own personal thing. But, you know, I talk out the pros and the cons for everything with my patients. So that is something that you do need to know about birth control if you are put on birth control. And last but not least is hormone replacement therapy. Y'all, I worked for a GYN that did this. I don't know a whole lot about it. I don't dabble in it. I know that this is available to you. But again, I am not huge on synthetic hormones. Uh, just just because. <laughs> no, truly. Um, if, you know, we don't ever know if we have a cancer in our body. And if that cancer is a, is a hormone-fed cancer. And so if I found out that I put a patient on something that um, made their cancer grow quicker, faster, made it worse, whatever, um, you know, and then it became known that they had cancer, like, I would feel really bad about that. But again, that's one of those things where you discuss the pros and the cons with the patient. You look at their family history and you talk about this, okay? We, we talk about this before any type of hormones are started. So, that is what I have for you today. The first three that we talked about were food, exercise, and sleep, okay? Most important thing about food, eat more fruits, eat more vegetables, try to cut out the sweets and the breads, okay? Let's go ahead and get that sweet tooth under control if you have one. Try to avoid alcohol. Avoid excess caffeine intake. Um, you want to go ahead and start exercising now if you're not already. And if you are exercising and you're not doing weight-bearing exercise, go ahead and start getting some weights out. Just some dumbbells, y'all, or, you know, just like five pounds. Like, let's start at five, two pounds if you guys start at two pounds. Start at whatever you want to start at. And then you want to go into these perimenopausal years at a healthy weight because it helps reduce the symptoms of perimenopause slash menopause, okay? And then you want to establish good sleep habits. Those are three things that you can do on your own. The other things that we talked about were things that you would have to go to your primary care doctor about, um, ask questions about, ask questions, y'all. Ask questions, please. Um, I love it when my patients come in and they have actually done thorough research, legitimate research, not Dr. Google and not Wikipedia, okay? No, no Dr. Google. But I, I love discussing with my patients what they have learned, what I know, and what we come up with together, okay? So, now, what, what do you do with this information? What do you want to do with it? Well, do with it what you please. I just want to throw it out there for y'all. But if you want to start this perimenopause situation with good, healthy habits, y'all go check out my Healthy Habits Blueprint course. There are three modules, three main modules. It is a course that is to the point because it is made for busy women just like you. Uh, in this course, I take you through your mindset, overcoming obstacles and distractions that you may not have even known were there, and then identifying and replacing the bad habits so you can build a sustainable lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, okay? 
with this plan, you can go into those perimenopausal years and tackle them with ease and be a champ, okay? This is not our mama's menopause and perimenopause, y'all. We can talk about this openly and proudly and support each other through this, okay? If you have not already, if you're not already, please come be a part of the um, Facebook group. I will put a link in the show notes. I would love for you to come and comment and let me know if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, if you've tried any of these things, and what experiences you have had, and were they good, were they bad? Like, I want to know. I want to know about you. So, y'all head on over to the Facebook group and let me know about your experiences. I will put this episode up, and you can comment under that, and I cannot wait to hear from y'all. I hope you have a very, very happy Tuesday, and I will talk to y'all soon. See ya. Bye, sister. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a written